2: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombuscom slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
1: Hi guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker.
2: I'm Aggie Hewitt.
1: A lot of news this week.
2: Big news week in the goop
1: The goop the non-goopaverse. Uh I'm I was just immediately sick of all the Ted Cruz news last night. It was like Oh
2: yeah. You know, I for some reason I was like I'm mercifully in one of those phases where you're paying like a little bit less attention to social media. I go through like fa- an ebb and flow cycle with this stuff where it's like I just can't, and I like look at it and I'm like, what what do I even pay attention to this shit for? So like, I'm aware, I'm monitoring the situation, (laughs) but I'm not like, I have no, I'm just like, okay, I see.
1: Yeah, it's just the whole like, news cycle is so predictable. And it's just like, so I I was reading, I mean, a lot, but I was reading some about what's going on in Texas. And it's just so horrifying. Um, Oh, my God. And like, it's I so can't, horrifying. I mean, you know, we have to deal with, you know, the fires every summer and you know, every region of the country has their own shit to deal with, but this just seems especially awful and scary.
2: I mean, just like the video of, did you see that video of those people lined up with buckets to like fill their, oh, fill yeah, their yeah, them yeah. with water from like a, I don't know, like a pump in the street or something. It was yeah. just really, it just seems horrible.
1: Ugh, yeah, uh, and like no end in sight as far as the water goes. Um, which you know, if any of our listeners are living in Texas right now, uh, I mean, first of all, stop listening the podcast, conserve the energy on your phone, yeah. <laughs> and second of all,
2: yeah, <laughs>
1: um, we really are thinking about you. It's horrible
2: yeah
1: and like ted cruz is obviously like a disgusting human being but i'm i mean and i don't want to be like both sides of anything but you know if like there was no electricity and no water in san francisco like nancy pelosi would be flying to god knows where too like she wouldn't oh, sit at home nancy in her house Pelosi
2: and- hasn't set foot in california in 30 years i'm sure <laughs> of it like um, i yeah. don't know i i mean i yeah i feel like this is I mean, obviously it was like a terrible idea and a really bad look. And I just don't understand. It's like these people are professional politicians. Like they don't have the sense that like you shouldn't go to fucking Cancun. It's just like they don't understand. How does he not know that?
1: They think they're untouchable. I mean, they get get elected and they think, you know, it's it's like celebrity. Like they have their circles around them just telling them that, you know, everything's fine um and i don't think i mean i don't think ted Ted cruz is gonna have it there's not gonna be any consequences he didn't have any consequences for the fucking uh capital riot so i don't think he's gonna get any consequences for this shit people are gonna forget about it
2: what do you mean consequences like get voted out
1: yeah like because he's i mean He's up for election, what, in, like, four years? Like, no one's going to remember this in four years.
2: Yeah, I feel like if they have a long time before they have to run again, they're really going, like, buck wild well, Go all they want. And then they're like, oh, for the last, like, year, I better, like, tighten this shit up. Yeah. Um. But.
1: Yeah, that's, like, uh, what's her face? Susan Collins always does that. She goes insane. And then, like, the year <laughs> before, she, like. Yeah, then also, she, she reigns it in. And like,
2: no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Ted Cruz is a piece of shit like that's not really breaking news um I I'm like honestly shocked that he's like yeah I regret that was a mistake (laughs) whatever like I just like because that's the reason I don't understand the point obviously if he gets on a plane he's not flying private there are going to be pictures of him at the airport he knows that there's going to be public outcry on Twitter and he's going to have to come back in one day like why even bother doing it like doesn't he like was he just like, oh, it's like a 50-50 crapshoot. Maybe no one will find out. Maybe they will. So I'm just going to try it.
1: Probably. And I think he's just like this.
2: Lying? What is happening?
1: This like, you know, rich guy who has the resources to leave, you know, a horrible situation going on. Um, And he, I don't know if he weighed any pros and cons, but he was like, oh, we're getting out of here. Why um, is
2: he flying commercial?
1: I, yeah, I don't know. That's, it, it just seems... I mean that would be a whole other scandal if he's like flying well, I guess if he's using his own money you can fly private but
0: I mean
2: I just would think that you would want to have some level of discretion if you're doing that. I mean I anyone would want to be like, "Oh, I'm kind of getting out of town right now." I mean even people who aren't elected officials would be like, "I'm not going to make a big thing about this, but I'm getting the fuck out of here." Like Yeah. I mean I don't know. The
1: last year like all these rich people are bopping all over the place getting like not you know, staying home for COVID. So I I'm not surprised that any of this is happening. Um, and I don't even, I mean, I, I blame him cause he should be working for, you know, his constituents, but like, if you're, if your family's in a freezing house, I, I don't know. I don't know what I would do in that situation. If I had the means to leave, I might want to leave as well. Like, I don't know.
2: I feel like it's not, I feel like you would definitely want to leave. If you had the means to leave, anybody would, it's just that And if his kids and his wife wanted to leave, I don't think anybody would have cared. But it's just that he He, was leaving too. And they're like, it's just a bad, like, yeah, just a bad look.
1: I mean, it's uh, similar to the Gavin Newsom dining maskless at French Laundry. It's like, it's just that out of touch, like Marie Antoinette gotcha. Yeah,
2: exactly. Like, they just are living these totally different lives and it's just it's so weird that we have this ruling class that we're we're completely ruled by elites which we're not supposed to be like the whole point is that we're ruled it's like self-governance but it's yeah. not it's yeah. like these complete these people that are just in a totally different class than us are just like you know yeah
1: like, democracy ruining my, everybody's yeah.
2: lives and like <laughs> letting everybody die and then they're just like literally raging and like having the time of their fucking lives and it's like Jesus Christ. I mean, I just feel like the COVID thing put everything into such sharp perspective about that. Like, I don't think I really understood how like not elite I was (laughs) until (laughs) this happened.
1: Yeah. How, how little, like how little the ruling class cares about people. And even if you, you know, we have it a lot easier than a lot of people and, you know, you have to put everything into perspective, but, but yeah, the, um, the inequality of even, you know, people who have relatively comfortable lives with the ruling class is, is stark. And I do think, I mean, maybe having that be more obvious to, you know, middle-class people or people who, who thought that the government some of the time was working for them. Maybe that's a good thing in the long run. Cause no one has any illusions about, um, about this being a functional country. <laughs> but I don't
2: I know. Don't know. Maybe
1: it's- uh, did you hear Kamala is um, back in Brentwood for this? She's taking a personal weekend.
2: I didn't know she was back in Brentwood. I mean, I feel like under normal circumstances, when a president or vice president is in LA, we know because traffic is crazy and there's like all this stuff, but since it's locked down and no one's doing anything, I guess I just didn't notice.
1: Yeah. And she apparently hasn't been, I think she hasn't been in Brentwood for three years or something. It said.
2: Oh, because she so was in D.C.? She was and in she was D.C., senator.
1: yeah, and I think she also has, I think she has a place, like, in San Francisco. Like, she, I think they have a lot of houses in. Well,
2: I saw but, her speak in, but I i don't know when it was, but I think it was maybe in 2017. It was after she was elected senator. Yeah. I don't know.
1: And I saw her magnificent fundraiser at the UCB Theater that 12 oh, people showed up to.
2: Yeah. So I was bartending yeah. at the time. Oh yeah. And
1: I don't, God. I don't think I sold one beer that whole night. Cause there was so few people there. I was just so mad. I was, I just remember being so mad the whole time that I like had to work and like, wasn't making any tips. And I just had to like see Kamala and like her little annoying, like 22 year old interns, like flitting in and out, like freaking out about every little thing. And I was just sitting there not making any tips.
2: I still can't believe that someone convinced her to do that at ucb that is really bad um oh my god
1: uh but yeah i'm curious to know if we'll ever know what is behind this personal weekend um is ella going through something
2: no ella just walked the fucking runway at fashion week in new york
1: oh so she's in new york yeah hmm. they're having fashion week in person
2: i i don't know oh god can't stand it I Really don't know but i mean it, i mean it's probably i don't i mean i didn't watch it <laughs> um i'm what sure designer like, did she watch probably, for i don't remember uh let me see let me do my weekly ella emhoff google <laughs> i've never googled that name in my life um she walked
1: i did see someone tweeted that ella emhoff is like if all four Seinfeld characters were combined into one person. That's <laughs> really funny.
2: I don't know if I agree, but... Do you mean just the look? Just like, the physically? look. Yeah, physically. Yeah. Um, it's something I've never heard of before, and I'm not going to say it. <laughs>
1: Great. Perfect. Uh, yeah. So that was non-goop news. Oh, yeah. uh, before we get on to Gwyneth news, I did go to the dermatologist this week. Oh my god and good news um nothing uh confusing or <laughs> cancerous on my skin congratulations That's great. uh but i did snag a prescription for retinol
2: nice um good stuff
1: yeah i'm excited to start it i because i have like these little i guess i have like oily skin um and i've these things little, little little tiny bumps on my face and I was like how can I get rid of these and she's like yeah I can sand them off but it's cosmetic and I was like eh, not a big deal is there anything I can do to help and she said the magic r-word
2: oh yeah R word,
1: the great the great. good r-word so
2: wait isn't retinol the one that you can buy over the counter and retin-a a is the one you need a prescription for I,
1: yeah I believe so I so this is retin retin-a whatever the prescription version is
2: Okay. So you have to report back and tell us if it works better. than. Yeah. The- I'm going
1: to go pick it up from the pharmacy tomorrow and I'll, I'll, um I'll report back. Okay. I'm more, I mean, I guess it'll help me not having these little oily deposits, but I'm really excited for the potential anti-aging magic.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, that's the whole, I mean, I think it like freezes you in time. Perfect. Yeah.
1: Perfect. We all deserve some time back after the year we've had.
2: I know. Should I get a prescription for it? I thought you could just use over-the-counter retinol and it was fine.
1: I don't know. I She's like, what do you use on your face? And I said, I do use, you know, retinol sometimes, but over-the-counter. And she, that's exactly what she's like. She, did she say, she said, you know, retinol or retin-A? And I said, I think just retinol. And so she gave me the good stuff.
2: Okay. Maybe I should get it.
1: Why not? Can't hurt. Just make sure to use like extra sunscreen, I think, the next day
2: yeah let's see uh, yeah.
1: any exciting uh medical or diet food cooking news in your life this week
2: i would have to say no um i've barely left i haven't done a single solid thing and that's it
1: yeah i might check out the old um pizza hut Detroit style tonight. <laughs> See what all the fuss is. About. Oh,
2: uh, I had it. <laughs>
1: is it. Is it worth it or no?
2: I honestly, I think Detroit style pizza is like really good. I was like, and when I saw a commercial for it and I turned to Brian and I was like, that's really probably not good. But one day you have to try Detroit style pizza. It's amazing. There's this place in Chicago that does it great, you know, whatever. I was like, but not from there. We'll get it from like somewhere else. You know, I know that Detroit style pizza is like the thing right now. There are all these like Detroit style pizza places, like illegal pizza places in LA, like the illegal COVID. Well, you know what I mean? Oh, really?
1: There's other places to get it in LA?
2: Yeah. There are places like you can like that you follow them on Instagram and like message them and get it or whatever. I'll
1: have to check that out. We'll
2: have to do that. And then he was like, I have a surprise, and he had just ordered it from Pizza Hut, and I was like, okay. So we tried it, and it was fine. It was not as, it wasn't like the really good Detroit-style pizza. Yeah, That's, yeah, it yeah. Was like no, pizza
1: pizza.
2: So it's good, but it's...
1: I don't know that I've ever had authentic Detroit-style pizza. It seems sort of like like cafeteria school pizza, like square and cheese going all the way to the end, but I'm sure it's better.
2: The thing about the really good one is it has this, so it has a thicker crust, like a really thick crust, but it's not like a deep dish pizza and the edges of it get like caramelized and like chewy. And that's the good thing about it.
1: Mm. Well, I'll check it out. I'll, maybe I'll try to do a little Instagram search and see if I can get a good version, but I might just
2: oh just do it have have, let your hair down i don't
1: know that i've ever had pizza hut delivered like i I remember having personal pizza hut pan pizzas in like middle school because that was they sold that's what they sold at my school but i don't i don't know that i've ever ordered pizza hut in my entire life
2: i used to get the personal okay i used to get for lunch every day in high school um breadsticks from pizza hut that was what i ate Mm. and then I went through a little phase where like a personal pizza from pizza hut was like my fantasy food, like the best I'd ever eaten. And I still think so. Maybe like that was in high school too.
1: Cause also there's a lot of people that have nostalgia for, uh, the old pizza huts that had sit down and like the salad bars and stuff.
2: Yeah. I don't think I ever went to one of those.
1: No, like meaning cause we, in the Bay area, we had a chain called round table that was, uh, that's what that was. So that's, I always went to round table as a kid and you got the, the salad, the salad bar and the, the good pizza and stuff. So I feel like that is the Bay area version. Um, but I don't remember ever even seeing sit down pizza huts when I was a kid.
2: Yeah. I don't remember that either. Pizza hut was always like another version of Domino's to yeah. me, which we never ordered either. We always got pizza from an independent like pizza. Ooh well not independent but like we just ordered from like, like we never ordered from yeah
1: yeah but. uh oh should we talk about before we get into goop real quick the um bon appetit reply all drama
2: oh my god okay yeah but i it's so complicated it's <laughs> like oh my god okay let's let's do it
1: we i mean we talked about it briefly i think last week but uh so as y'all know bon appetit has gone through A lot of changes in the past year Mm -hmm. um they fired their editor in chief they revamped the magazine hired a new editor the videos shit has all changed everyone knows about that so reply all which is a gimlet podcast they were doing this four-part investigative podcast on the racist and toxic culture at bon appetit two episodes have come out so far and then after the second episode came out Uh, Someone on Twitter that worked at Gimlet basically accused uh, the producer and the host of this podcast series of conducting a lot of the same toxic culture that they were reporting on at Bon Appetit. All that same stuff was happening at Gimlet, right?
2: Yeah. So the one of the aspects that they were talking about was um, they were trying to unionize. And, but the focus of the union was not just like traditional union stuff. They were like, you know, this was how they were going to try to have the, like people of color were going to try to have like better representation through this union. I th- That's my understanding that like, this is like a people of color led union and they wanted to use this union like I, I don't know they wanted it to, like it has to do with like their d- diversification efforts okay. with like, in bon appetit or something um and sorry I'm just like trying to like because re- like I just like listened to this and then like kind of followed it on Twitter so I'm not like a total expert on like the p- the players yeah. like everybody's name like I don't really whatever I don't really remember everything but my that's how I remember it like they were um they were and they were being shut down, and then the woman who's doing the podcast was like, "Yeah." And to be honest, when this happened at Gimlet, I was also shutting it down.
1: Yeah, she uh, admitted that on the podcast.
2: Yeah,
1: um, and seemed, uh, you know, relatively contrite, and that she she um, didn't agree with her her past actions, and she had, this was during a conversation with Christina Che who is a, a writer at Bon Appetit, who I think occupied a similar position at Bon Appetit, Bon Appetit, where she is a woman of color who had some, some power, um, within the organization and regretted some of her action, her past actions, not aligning herself with the people who were trying to change the culture there. Um, which is, you know, really complicated issue when you, when you, you know, have, are at a job and, and, and you, you're doing well and, uh, there, that seems like a, a normal instinct to maybe not want to rock the boat because you are uh, succeeding at this at this job. Um, so, I, but I think, or from again, what I read on Twitter is that it's and I don't listen to Reply All at all, so I don't know the other the the main producer PJ Vote, who I guess also hosts the show at some time. He was also uh, against this unionization. And then he also had these sort of other toxic aspects to his personality where he would demean or belittle uh, women and people of color at the organization. So I think both of them, or he immediately quit the whole thing. And then I think she is not going to host the rest of the podcast from what I understand.
2: I don't know. I guess I don't know. But like he, it was like the guy PJ and this other guy Alex, those are the two guys that like started Reply All And then I don't know what their relationship with Gimlet is, but I think that it's like kind of, um, I thought that they were like the same thing. They were like the flagship. So maybe,
1: yeah, Gimlet Gimlet started producing Reply All and then Spotify bought Gimlet. So now Gimlet is owned by this huge corporation.
2: Yeah. So I guess, you know, they were just, I think they were probably just like trying to like protect their assets. Like usually anti-unionization is like really just about money. Yeah. Like they just, they didn't, I like, they were trying to do whatever. And um it, and, ended and, and, but they, and there is a union, like they're um they failed to block it. Mm-hmm. And I think they're like, yeah we all failed and we should have failed and like we're sorry we did that um but there was this huge backlash and now like they're not airing it like the new the new reply all about Bon Appetit was supposed to come out today it's not I don't know if it's even ever going to come out I don't know what's going to happen so that's (laughs) crazy
1: that it's not even I mean like I don't know. I, I I would love to hear the final two episodes. Well, you're I guess I'm out of luck
2: because it's um, too. I mean, it's just like it's quite a bit, quite a bit of stuff going. A lot
1: of which, yeah, a lot a lot of important issues are being discussed, and you know, a lot of people have you know stakes in these companies because it's their livelihood and everything. But then also, if you look back, if you look, I don't know. From a distance, a lot of it does seem just sort of like this really insular like New York media squabble.
2: That's what it feels like. It's like yeah, exactly. I think that pretty much sums it up. It's kind of these are important issues. It feels like a lot of elite media organizations like fucking going after one another. Yeah. Uh
1: I did download, I haven't listened to this episode yet, but there's a podcast about the reply all podcast about Stop. the bone Appetit podcast right. called blocked and reported um
2: no that's not what it's about
1: what well, uh their new episode is a, is about it yeah so
2: but their podcast isn't about <laughs> that's there's a there's an episode of that podcast where they talk about
1: yeah but the podcast is about like uh, a lot of new york media controversies like this
2: oh okay
1: um and so the new episode is about reply all which i'm excited to listen to
2: um yeah that's jesse singles podcast right Mm
1: -hmm.
2: yeah
1: uh he and uh a woman katie herzog i think i just started listening to it so is it good yeah i like it so far it's um they're like you know uh i don't agree with everything they say they're very sort of in the you know leftist slash social libertarian and the you know the matt taibbi glenn greenwald space. So
2: World.
1: yeah, proceed at your own risk. But I think they have an interesting point of view.
2: Um, Yeah, so this is not the place to go. We're not a podcast about.
1: We're about no. one particular media organization, one very specific, particular media organization that so far, I mean, they've had a lot of controversies, but they haven't had a lot of these type of controversies. So we'll see No.
2: Yeah. They've actually not had any workplace issues and I don't know how or why that is. Possible.
1: I don't know. I mean, cause people already have such a charged reaction to goop. Like all it would take is one former goop employee to have a really bad experience for the whole thing to like blow up completely. Don't you think?
2: I, yeah. Well, no, I don't think so. Um, I think that the Goop brand is stronger than any of those other brands. Like definitely more like identification with the product, like then Reply All or Bon Appetit for sure. Like, I
1: guess, but Bon Appetit had such a strong brand and it was so, uh, the, the people that liked Bon Appetit were so loyal to it.
2: But the people that know, because Bon Appetit started as this like, you know, like what Bon Appetit was this sort of like, stodgy old Condé Nast like brand for like your mother's magazine and then like they made it cool and like whatever and so herself
1: made it cool from being on the cover right after Adam Rappaport started
2: wait sorry what
1: Gwyneth was on the cover right when Adam Rappaport started
2: well he that was like his brilliant marketing plan I mean like that was a really good idea sorry it just was like that's what that's what told the world like this is a new bon appetit and like food can be cool yeah because Gwyneth Paltrow thinks that's cool I mean like that was so smart um but he but that was all like kind of borrowing on her brand really like she's it wasn't a brand loyalty to like Bon Appetit which was like kind of I mean it he did a good job but it was all sort of marketing like it was all it's not authentic to what bon appetit really is like what bon appetit is is like an elite media organ Conde Nast media organization like that's what it is
1: yeah and And so it's sort of stayed this media elite organization but Gwyneth and because Gwyneth was already thought of as elite but also sort of on the cutting edge of food even before the Bon Appetit, like goop had already started. So he, yeah, he was using her sort of cachet. I mean, equate- she's
2: authentic, like yeah. you can people can hate her and do obviously, and she's out of touch and totally elite and like and is definitely more than privileged and has been her entire life, but the whole thing about her newsletter has always been like, this is the real me. And the real me is like this rich out of touch yeah. millionaire. And like, who's never had a like real problem in her entire life. And people are like, okay, whatever, like email me. Like that's the whole thing.
1: Yeah, that's true. And and Bon Appetit, they had sort of superficially tried to get away from that image with the test kitchen, making it seem, sort of more approachable and then and then diversifying the faces that you see in the test kitchen and like trying to diversify you know the recipes or whatever but it was all it was all surface level so their their purported mission statement was was not the same as what was going on behind the scenes so maybe that's why people had such an intense reaction to it
2: you mean to their downfall or to their
1: to- yeah, to like the to like the racist uh, culture in. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't unique to Bon Appetit. It's all sort of Condé Nast brands, and probably all like big media uh, brands had probably similar similar issues happening. But I think because there was this front facing facade of equity and diversity, um, and the audience was this sort of young um like to think of themselves as progressive and woke audience. Um that juxtaposition juxtaposition was really jarring and um it became sort of a huge, a huge deal. and like Adam Rappaport's personal like brown face photo that came out is like a really like you can't look away from that.
2: Yeah. I mean I feel like Yeah, I mean yeah like they were trying to be something that they weren't, whereas like Gwyneth Paltrow is not no. like that's she never has like she really hasn't. like she actually is the thing that people pretend to be, yeah, and it's um, such a
1: it's still such a small organization in the scheme of things. so but I mean, they could have issues with, I mean, I don't know what their you know what their pay is like for uh, for entry level positions or if they have interns like any of that stuff that Conde has had to deal with. I'm sure goop has had to reckon with some of that
2: i mean goop is not making is not anywhere near as valuable as condé nast no Um, but they're
1: you know it's like valued at over 100 million dollars so it's like not it's not a small mom and pop company it's not
2: a small mom and pop it's still not condé nast like condé nast is like a true institution like goop is
1: goop and goopa dodged a bullet when they they had their their short-lived relationship with condé nast and got yeah getting was good
2: That's that would be a good podcast. Just, I mean, I guess that would be this podcast. Just like, what the fuck happened when Goop tried to join Condé Nast, yeah. <laughs> and they refused because they wouldn't be fact checked. They would not be fact checked. Okay, <laughs> they're not joining Condé Nast. <laughs> like, wow. like
1: what did, we got? We got three issues of that magazine. I think there's three I of them.
2: There was, I don't. Was it oh, two? Well, the first print. I think the first print one wasn't Conde Nast, right?
1: Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the, God, what, a, what a crazy time that was.
2: None. Or maybe none. I don't know if any of the actual magazines were Conde Nast.
1: I think at least like the sex issue. I feel like that one was, but maybe not.
2: I don't know. But
1: uh, anyway, I, yeah.
2: If yeah, any, I, any,
1: uh, disgruntled former goop employees, you can DM us, you know, probably, honestly, you'd be better off DMing Jen Gunter because she hates Goop a lot more than we do. So yeah, you her. always
2: ask for disgruntled former Goop employees to <laughs> DM us. I'm like, I don't want to, I
1: don't, actually, I, I wouldn't do anything with, I like, I don't want to wade into these waters. Um, I like you to, know,
2: I mean, what would we, I feel like any former Goop employee, like to get hired at Goop, you will have to have like a wider audience than we have. Yeah like weird. Well, it would
1: be like the Britney podcast where it would the the anonymous voicemail of the supposed former paralegal that worked for Britney's team that that broke the whole thing open. So, that could happen. Okay, so there's one other uh big oh, two other big Quintus stories this week, really. First, she was interviewed from or interviewed uh by the new york times about her her goops double-sided wand vibrator
2: yeah which is like why i don't care i literally don't care i don't care and why is she always in the new york times and stuff or like new york magazine talking about the shit how many times are they going to take the bait
1: I i mean she must just have a relationship with people there this was in the in the style section so i think you know they just call her up when she has a
2: A new product. She has her own little Maggie Haberman who's
1: like like
2: looking to talk about her vibrators.
1: Um, So, yeah, the the interview was not too exciting except, let's see. uh, Oh, well, the breaking news. So they're talking about this double-sided vibrator. I know nothing about the female anatomy. So I don't really even understand what the other side is for. And I don't want to (laughs) know.
2: i mean i don't understand it it seems like it's for two women
1: oh i thought one it was like for insertion and then the other side it said it was like a ball on the end and it said for external
2: stimulation i don't know that doesn't sound double-sided to me
1: i guess it just means like you can choose either side maybe i don't know but breaking news in the interview she admitted or confessed i don't know what the word is to having COVID last year, like early in the pandemic.
2: Yeah, which we already were sort of like, we kind of thought that.
1: Uh, I guess, I mean, I remember, well, cause it's about, it, uh, it was that first image of her on the plane with um, her mask, like in February, that was, you know, one of the first images we had of a celebrity wearing, and I guess it was like an N95 mask. And then she claims to have gotten covid literally like coming back from france during in february before the pandemic really started in the united states so i guess it's pop wow
2: he's so ahead of the it's crazy i mean mean, she truly like the the true elites got covid like fucking they were in 2019 like yeah they got it so long ago and it's like
1: you know life imitating art she was she literally played patient zero in contagion and now i mean she's basically
2: <laughs> patient zero. saying
1: that she was patient zero wow she's saying it without know. saying it but yeah i mean because she always claims to like be the first person in america to do yoga or the first person to go gluten-free or whatever and now she mm-hmm. literally says um I wore it on the That's plane, right. but I didn't wear it to the function I was going to and actually ended up getting COVID and coming home and being one of the first people that I heard of to have it.
2: Okay, Gwyneth, you, you're the first. Um, well, we're glad she's okay. But she didn't, did Moses and Apple get it?
1: I don't know. I wonder if she quarantined when she got home and didn't give it to her family. Who um, Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. She also hedges, they ask her if she's gonna get the vaccine and she sort of hedges on that, which is interesting.
2: Oh, what did she say?
1: She says, I still have antibodies. I want everyone else who isn't protected to go first. So she doesn't say she's not gonna get the vaccine, but she doesn't explicitly Mm -hmm. say she is going to get the vaccine.
2: Okay, I mean.
1: It's just, you know, a little, I I don't think anything of it, but it's a little, you know, it's uh, fuel for the, fuel for the haters.
2: I don't think it is. I mean, she didn't say that she like doesn't trust the vaccine or anything. She said that she wants other people to go first. You need it.
1: I mean, when you have people like Jen Gunter coming after you all the time, you have to be very careful with your words.
2: But I don't feel like she said that she wasn't going to get it.
1: She, yeah, she doesn't explicitly say that. She just says she wants-
2: She doesn't, she doesn't say it at all.
1: But she doesn't say she's going to get it either. Cause she says she still has antibodies, which she does, I guess, but like, haven't they said that if you, even if you have antibodies, you should still get the vaccine.
2: She said, she said other people should get it first, which implies that she is going to get it. Just like, if someone is going to get it before you, that means you are going to get it after them.
1: We'll see, we'll see. Uh,
2: I feel like they're like looking for drama. Whether <laughs> I mean,
1: honestly, she's probably gonna get it before we do. Um,
2: he probably has yeah, it. She probably already got it.
1: Uh, my mom just got her appointment for her second dose, which is exciting.
2: Oh my God, that's so exciting.
1: Um, and then I guess I'll have to go home and visit her because <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I desperately want to go and see my family. Uh, um, anything else? Anything
2: else? Um, Jen Gunter was on Jamila Jamil's <sighs> podcast.
1: Jamila Jamil. Oh, wow. Oh, I honestly, I need to listen to this. Did you listen to it?
2: No, I just was like during this conversation that I would look at her Twitter just to see if there's anything we needed to report on. And she's on there. She, the I Way podcast tweets. She's back. Our favorite gynecologist and author, Dr. Jen Gunter returns to I Way for another chat with Jamila Jamil about reproductive health. What a hypocrite.
1: This is a woman who says celebrities shouldn't be talking about like scientific medical things that they don't know anything about. Jamila Jamil is one of the craziest medical advice people out there. She's constantly talking about her like weird autoimmune issues and like
2: like she's well, much
1: out, further out on a limb than Gwyneth is
2: well you know Jen has kind of cloudy ethics oh. in terms of celebrity access she is a real she, star fucker she really like her entire career is just her trying to get famous and like use celebrities to uh, god, oh my god and then Teigen, Gen-
1: like ghosted her it was so funny
2: Oh yeah, I know. That was before I even knew that Chrissy Teigen was like big on Twitter or anything. I was like, oh yeah, that model. I I used to live such a charmed life when I knew less about Twitter, seriously. But when she tweeted all those shoe pics at mm-hmm. Chrissy Teigen and she just stopped responding, that was, oh my God. I, I would just quit public life at that point. It's
1: so embarrassing. And like, I mean, Chrissy Teigen is a complicated figure. Uh, but in that instance, I thought it was very funny.
2: Oh my God. Yeah. Dr. Jen Adjacent tweeted a picture of Dr. Jen writing about Vagicil. She's still,
1: and, and nothing has happened. Vagicil has not canceled this product. Like, right? Like, this is just a, a futile attempt. I mean, and I don't know. I don't disagree with her that Vagisil is sort of predatory going after teenage girls the way that this product is advertised. It's like a, you know, we talked about it before. It's like a glittery vaginal wash or something.
2: This picture, I mean, whatever. I, like, I feel like, again, Dr. Jen is taking seventh grade sex ed and turning it into like a personality. I don't really understand. Like everything she says is right. I have heard it so many times in my youth. I understand. I guess it's good to have a reminder and to have like a science-based point of view, pushing back against marketing and stuff. And I'm definitely opposed to like marketing women's products, like whatever, whatever. But Dr. Jenna Jason is so creepy. He, okay. I just took Dr. Jen Gunter's phone away from her because she was tweeting too much for not focusing on writing a longer article on Soul's OMV product. Am I the asshole? And then he posts pictures that he claims that he is in quotes Mm. because I think it's her. Norman
1: Bates situation. We all know this.
2: Yeah. So he took the phone from her and is like taking these pictures from like underneath the table as if he's like spying on her while she's like sitting there re- writing. Um, I feel like, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, everyone has a different relationship. We're unclear if this one is based in reality or a seriously disturbed mind, but either way, it's terrifying. If he's real, it's terrifying. If he's fake, it's also terrifying.
2: It's just creepy because also the implication in these tweets is that he's taking the picture from her phone. He's like, she's in Twitter jail. I took her phone. Here's some, like, also like, who's like, I'm sorry. You can't have your phone because you need to take picture. You need to work. And I'm going to just sit here and take pictures of you working. Like that's bizarre. The pictures are from this weird angle. There's just something going on with Dr. Jenna Jason. Dr. I what is happening?
1: What is happening? Oh god, and her food photography. We're subjected subjected to that every day.
2: Oh god, really? She made
1: some like it was some weird like tofu thing. I don't know. It was really unappetizing. It was like three pieces of tofu with some root vegetables. Gross, gross, gross.
2: Wow. Root vegetables and tofu.
1: That's it's a recipe for some farts
2: oh wow i see it now
1: shall we move on to the newsletters
2: yeah let's do it
1: what was your best of the week
2: let's see uh oh the bone broth add-ons to make your bone broth taste better that was your
1: best aggie yeah oh my goodness
2: yeah why what should my best of it um
1: not that one but
2: well i thought this was my best because i'm not personally a bone broth Bone broth drinker, but I feel like it's really bone broth is like really tragic and like really tastes like shit. And whenever I drink it, I feel like I'm going insane. And I like the idea of them giving these people a little something to give it a little boost. Like, why not? Like, yeah, why not put miso and ginger and lemon and your fucking vegetable broth? Then it's soup. Like-
1: then it's you're making soup, which is fine. I like, like soup, but like I just think it was always soup. Huh? It's a, how is it not soup? It's it's broth with things in it. That's soup.
2: I, but I'm saying it was always soup. It was soup before. Bone broth is soup.
1: Okay. So I then then admit that. That, that I I just I feel like they're they're marketing it as this different wellness thing and the the trend is over. Like bone broth didn't happen like thousands of bone broth
2: absolutely happened. what happened
1: a little bit but then all these like bone broth specific takeout places opened and then they closed like it was a it was it was sort of like i don't know it was it was a it was a short-lived food trend and i thought i thought it was over
2: no no, it's not it's alive and well
1: maybe i'm just not paying attention to it then i don't know
2: it's still happening it's like people bone broth is just like fully incorporated now
1: to in what where do you even where do you get it
2: you can get it at Trader Joe's. You can get it everywhere—Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, Ralph's. You can get it anywhere, or you can just buy its stock.
1: Yeah, it's. Um, That's. I just.
2: You can make it your own.
1: Oh, I know, and but uh, I like soup and I like regular broth, and I just think that this is a marketing ploy, and then they're trying to extend this trend by adding all these things to it.
2: It, oh, see, I totally disagree because I don't think that it's a trend. I mean, it is a trend, but I don't think it's like gone away. I think that it's still fully in action, fully happening. And they're like, okay, you need to do something to your bone broth because most of the stuff doesn't taste that good. So like, why don't you add some lemon to it or something?
1: Sure. It's just like this for beef broth, ginger, star anise, lime juice, and chilies. So that's just like, that's basically like pho without the noodles. So these are just... These are just different broths, which I guess is what they're saying. They are. It's just like, I don't know. The more th- the more you add to it, the more like work it seems to take to like make it. And then it's like, well, why don't you just go all the way and have a bowl of soup?
2: Because you don't want soup. You don't want anything in it. You just want the liquid.
1: I guess. And then and then you're hungry. So then you're making this whole meal and it doesn't even satiate you. And then you have to make another. They don't
2: meal. have it as a meal. They have it as like a drink. A drink okay
1: all right i guess i i mean i don't know i i just don't ever have the desire to like drink plain broth maybe if i was sick but then i just want the broth it just it's just too much effort to go through to do these complicated flavored broths when you're not even getting full off of it There. Yeah. but i get That's it fine. And I also think I, you're right that like bone broth is everywhere now. I guess I'm saying it's not the like trendy sort of cutting edge trend that it was a few years ago. Now it's sort of uh, diluted into you can get it at Trader Joe's. I mean, when you know Applebee's opens, you'll probably be able to get an at Applebee's. Now it's like it's that sort of pattern of of, of dilution into the lowest common denominator
2: yeah it's like quinoa or something or like yeah maybe it was weird once but now it's just so mainstream which is i mean fine i think that's like that's okay that's what goop does like they bring us they bring things to our attention and then they they release it Sure, sure but then they're like you know if you if you want to spice it up here are our recommendations but no big deal if you don't
1: which of these is the one you most want to try
2: If I was going to try one, I think I would do, I think the first one that you read, the one with ginger, whole star anise, lime juice, and chilies. Um, Or, yeah, that's the one that looks the best to me. I feel like the ones with, the one with chicken broth, rosemary, lemon zest, and garlic, that one I agree, that does seem a little bit too soupy. I would want it to have, like, I feel like if I drink like any type of bone broth, it needs to have some like medicinal sort of kick to it, like extra citrusy or Uh something like lemon juice, It's like a little bit more pungent than like a bowl of like chicken soup. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That rosemary, I mean, that's sort of, yeah, like a Mediterranean sort of Greek style. The other chicken one with lemon juice, grass-fed butter, dill and parsley, that's almost like a, like a matzo ball type of style. That one- but then I just want a matzo ball in it. Like, I, I don't know. I like plain broth. I'd much rather go through the trouble of making like a juice. If I, if I want like a non-caloric nutritional drink, I guess I Mm -hmm. am, I'm just more of a juice person than a broth person.
2: I think that's completely fair.
1: Um, so yeah, that was, that was my worst, unfortunately.
2: Okay. Well, my God, I really feel raked across no, the polls. No, it's pole good. For
1: that. We haven't disagreed in a while. We've been a little Cisco yeah. and Eber <laughs> action
2: happening over at Goop yourself. Uh, um, okay. Well, what was your best? My best
1: was the low FODMAP map diet for GI symptoms.
2: Oh my God, this was my worst.
1: Okay. So oh I God. just enjoyed that. This lady, who I mean, take her with a grain of salt. Her name is Bridget Titty Tiddymon- Titty Monster
2: excuse t-
1: me? Tijemeyer. T- 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 okay, it's something like that. It's an interesting name. Um, but she comes from the Mark Hyman school of fake doctoring. So I don't know that she's yeah. whatever, but I did just really appreciated the fact that she said that this low FODMAP diet is something that you do for a limited amount of time and you should do it for like six weeks and see where your body is. And she's like, it's, really impossible and not good for you to like live this way for your whole life which is i don't know i feel like that's a rare thing for for these crazy people to say
2: i mean i feel like a lot of them do these like short-term elimination diets and like that's kind of their whole thing um like but to me that was what sort of this low fodmap thing or whatever it's called has always just been, I've always been very suspicious of it. This feels like a Will Cole thing. Like this feels like the type of stuff that we see on YouTube that I feel extremely suspicious of. Like Mark Hyman is someone who I'm like, really think is uh, sketchy. Um, The whole like functional medicine movement is I think really dangerous and problematic. And, um, I know that this is like an offshoot of that. And this is something that a lot of these people recommend and talk about. So just, and I, I didn't really know if, um, they had spoken about this before in Goop, but I've heard about it just because like, I keep tabs on all of these like wellness doctors. Mm -hmm. So like, I know about this, but I'm not totally sure if, um, this is uh something that i'm sure they've talked about it in goop before because it's like it's been around for a long time it's kind of like the bone broth of diets yeah. but um they talk about like SIBO and all of that like yeast growing in your gut and all of this stuff that's just kind of whatever yeah
1: i mean this this lady says that the the research has been around for a long time and I don't, I mean, who knows if that's true, but-
2: Well, the way the research works for like a lot of these functional medicine practitioners is they just simply make their own journals sure, yeah. and then do their yeah. own peer review. So that's like a lot of their research. And I guess we should
1: explain, I'm sure everyone who's listening to this has, has at least heard of this, but uh, FODMAPs are, it's an acronym that stands for fermentable oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides, and polyols. And it's a group of carbohydrates that are fermented by the gut bacteria that are in your intestine. So supposedly they can inflame your digestive system and cause a lot of discomfort and pain. So this lady is just saying to get rid of them. And it's in so many things. It's like all vegetables, nuts, fruits, a lot of sweeteners, uh, a lot of grains. So you're going on a very limited diet for six weeks to see if um, your digestive system gets better. And then, and then I guess she says, you know, you can reintroduce them because if you're not eating any maps for a long period of time, you're not getting the the healthy gut bacteria that you need. So it's like, I guess it's just like a clean, trying to get a clean slate. I don't
2: really know. I don't know really, but I guess it's like, I don't know. It's used for IBS, I guess. Yeah, And
1: it, it just seems less extreme than the people that Claim that they can never like eat gluten for the rest of their lives or something like if you you know there's you know obviously celiac disease is real and that's like a, an allergy that you uh, or it's a I don't know if it's an allergy it's a response that you you can't you can't eat gluten but this seems like doable if you're having digestive systems to like or if you're having digestive problems to to go on a restrictive diet for a few weeks and see if see if that helps rather than rather than have like an entire lifestyle change. Yeah. That's why I sort of appreciate it cuz it, it didn't it didn't seem as extreme as some of these. Yeah. But I don't. know.
2: Well, I think it seems very extreme and like really hard to follow. Um to like cut out all of these foods like um I don't even see like what you would. So you can't have lactose, you can't have any milk products, you can't have fruit, you can't have sweeteners. You can't have a lot of types of vegetable so you can't have artichokes asparagus Brussels sprouts broccoli beetroot garlic and onions you can't have wheat or rye you can't have any added fiber yeah you can't have chickpeas, lentils kidney beans or soy products you can't have broccoli um I don't know what you eat on this
1: I think you're basically just eating meat and um like leafy green vegetables
2: you can have, okay, bamboo shoots, bean sprouts, bok choy, carrots, chives, cucumber, eggplant, ginger, lettuce, olives, parsnips, potatoes, spring onions, and turnips.
1: Those are what you can have?
2: That's what it says on this one. I'm just, like, hmm. looking at on health.harvard.edu. Um, Yeah.
1: And you can have
2: oat bran, rice bran, gluten-free pasta. Okay. And then you can have bananas, blueberries, cantaloupe, grapefruit, honeydew, kiwi, lemon, lime, oranges, and strawberries, and then lactose-free milk, rice milk. I don't know. It seems like a lot of, it seems extremely limited to me. Yeah, but I'm sure it if is. if you have IBS and you want to give it a go, then there. Try you. it.
1: What I need yeah. to work on is just eating slower. I think that chewing my food and eating really slow will help. Digestive issues. Yeah. Uh, because I just naturally am a really fast eater, and I realize that's not not the best. Um.
2: Yeah, I've like become a way faster eater because I have like some like mm. weird anxiety. Like, really, I don't know why. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, mm. it's good because like I know it's not gonna be like taken away from yeah, me yeah. or something.
1: Yeah, I'm like that too. I I just I've always been like like I'm afraid I'm not going to get enough to eat or something and I have no um no history of of food scarcity in my life. Like I, there's nothing no reason for me to think like that.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's generational
1: um, trauma because we were
2: I have, I have persecuted. a weird thing like if I don't want to eat, I just will like eat really fast and be like get it over with, mm-hmm. but it's like I could just stop eating but instead I'm just like eating it faster
1: oh yeah yeah yeah
2: I don't know what that's about I
1: I totally understand like you're just like oh I shouldn't be eating this like I know like I know I'm gonna eat all this stuff so I might as well just get it over with and then Yeah. yeah yeah
2: and it's like I why am I doing this I don't know it's very deranged
1: absolutely what was your craziest or your saddest
2: Okay, my craziest was the DNA test that can determine your rate of aging. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Goop's director of science and research um, has this.
1: And it's not Gerda. What, did something happen to Gerda or is she working under Gerda?
2: That? Is that Gerda's job? Is she Goop's director of science and research? She's
1: Gerda. Supposedly, is Goop's senior director of science and research. So I don't know if Gerda has left and this woman Jennifer Kovacs Nolan has replaced her, or if this woman is working under Gouda. Ger- Gerda. Gerda. <laughs>
2: um,
1: but it. I was. I was a little freaked out when I saw her name and her title, and I was like, "Where's Gerda?"
2: I think it's fine. I think that she's just working under Gerda. So. But there's this um, test called index, which, like, can test your epigenetic markers in your DNA and to see, like, if you're aging faster or slower than you're supposed to. What good
1: is this information going to do for me? Like, I don't want to know. It's like going to a psychic who says, oh, you're going to die in 10 years. I don't want to know.
2: Well, I don't think it's, well, I think it's, like, you can, like, change it. So like it, your results come with a digital lifestyle guide that mm. goes over healthy habits to improve your rate of aging, you know? Yeah,
1: this it's just going to say know? the same shit. You know, eat uh lots of olive oil and and lean meats and green vegetables. Like what else is it going to say? That,
2: since you already know what to do, I don't really see what purpose this has, but I guess to me, there was just something like incredibly disturbing about it. First of all, I... I think these DNA tests to tell you like what diet to have or whatever are usually kind of bullshit. Um, maybe this is, maybe this isn't, but already it's probably like who even knows? But then it's like a five hundred dollar test that's like literally going to be like eat, leave, be great. Yeah, exactly. like, like, there's no no one will ever have any other health advice than that. I know. So just it- test. Assume you're dying at a rapid rate and eat a bunch of lettuce. If it was like five hundred
1: dollars and it was like, oh, da da da, you won the lottery. Please you eat. You are allowed to eat Taco Bell every day. Then maybe I would pay for it, but it's not going to say right.
2: that, right? No, it's not. No one's, uh, no one's DNA test says that.
1: And then also just like, and I'm I'm not a big like conspiracy theorist, like surveillance person. Like I sign up for social media and you know I just get the Instagram ads and like it's not really. I don't know. But, but these sort of genetic testing things, it just, it, it seems a little sketchy and I'm like, it's, it's on the road to like eugenics to some extent. I'm just like, why do they need to know? I don't want to, I don't need anyone to like know my genetic makeup except for, you know, myself and my doctor.
2: I know. No, it's true. It's like, how much information do you fucking need out there about your, every little aspect of your goddamn body? And like, there's a limit. I think that there's a limit to what data can tell you about anything, yeah. really.
1: Yeah. Think, look uh, at, like, uh, da- like, data has been proven to be as much a mirage as alchemy. Like, someone like Nate Silver. Like, what a fucking quack. And he's all about data.
2: Yeah, he is. Well, that's sort of what the new, the like, one of the conclusions of the new Adam Curtis piece. Ooh. I saw it. Of- someone's heard it. Um, I mean, I'm probably going to do a really bad job of explaining what he talks about, but basically at the end, he's like, well, just watch it, but um, he has interesting opinions about data, and like. Um,
1: it shows an incomplete, I mean, but, data is obviously, like there's empirical data that is probably useful in a lot of ways, but it's also, it's just not the entire story, it's not, the 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 world isn't completely logical, so like using data as 100% of how you think of things is is just an incomplete picture.
2: Yeah, that's kind of his point, and like that, the power of data has kind of been like hyped up by like Google mm-hmm. and 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 us, like the peons who like worship Google, who are like a fear yeah, Google's yeah. power because like data only has like like they have a lot of data, but they only have it. That doesn't mean that they have like unlimited power. It just means they have a lot of data. Interesting. Yeah. Um everybody go watch that. Um I'm
1: excited to start it.
2: Yeah, I'm like starting my second watch because he always goes over like so much stuff so quickly and I'll be like, wait, what? And then I try to like watch now. I'm like trying to watch it again because oh, wow. there's much information. You're a
1: real a real student about him Curtis. Well,
2: I just I guess I just am like stupid and I'll be like, wait, I don't know what he's just said. I have to watch that again. Uh
1: my craziest is also honestly my scariest because I really think yeah. Gwyneth is getting too close to Will Cole and I'm seriously I know. afraid. Honestly, for her.
2: I completely understand what you're saying. And I just want to go back and say that that was my initial wor- reason that the worst was with the low FODMAP thing, because I felt like that was had Will Cole's all over.
1: Yeah. This, okay. so this, there's an article called GP's picks healing my body with a longer term detox. Yeah. Um, And it was a little chilling that, I mean, we, you know, we've seen Gwyneth get close to some of these quacks for a long time, but this seems a little scarier. Like she's, she's really is trusting Wilco. So we all know she had COVID, blah, blah, blah. And then she said in January, she had tests done that showed high levels of inflammation so then she says, I turned to one of the smartest experts I know in this space, the functional medicine practitioner Dr. Will Cole. After he saw all my labs, he explained that this was a case where the road to healing was going to be longer than usual. So she's really taken him and I think now is like using him as her main sort of health guru uh and has has trusted him to help heal her from these lingering effects of covid which she had a year ago and i i don't know i don't i don't like it one bit
2: yeah i mean i don't know why you would i mean whatever i feel like she had a really bad health scare and like she's convinced that he's like this brilliant person who's going to like save her. But
1: like she, I mean, I'm I'm sure she does have high levels of inflammation or whatever, but she has been saying for months that like during quarantine, she's been, you know, drinking more and like cooking more pasta. And like, you know, none of us have probably had the healthiest diet in the past year. So doesn't, I don't know. It just seems like, does she really think this inflammation is due to the after effects of COVID? Like this is, it just seems like completely, uh, <laughs> circumstantial evidence
2: do you think she just like gains like 10 pounds and can't lose it
1: i i don't even think 10 pounds i bet you it's like two pounds and it's like freaking her out yeah like 10 pounds for gwyneth is a lot i think
2: to me i gained 10 pounds in a weekend <laughs> I, to me, 10 pounds, like honestly like i don't even notice when i gain 10 pounds like i my weight is so fucked up my body is such a disaster like I just like gain weight so fast, like so much and so fast. It is insane. I don't understand it.
1: Ugh, I mean, there's one way to deal with it and it's called Ketotarian.
2: Will Cole's. Mm-hmm. Jennifer, 1900 so, Will Cole. so
1: he's got her on this seed lip fake alcohol. He's got some of these. I wish she had links to these recipes because they actually look good she says she's been making scallops with crispy capers and sage asparagus with bacon vinaigrette artichokes with stuffed herbs and garlic it actually looks yummy but then just her language about will cole is like really scary she
2: um it's just
1: because it always goes back to him it's like will's also got me on supplements most of them in service of a healthier gut um there's beauty rate which will says supports a healthy microbiome um Will has me taking Gtox morning and night. Imagine like creating a product and then like letting this man into your life who basically is selling you back your own product that you created and telling you to like that's crazy.
2: Yeah, he's got like a total hold on her mind.
1: <laughs> that's so insane. Gwyneth, time to have your Gtox. Ah, that Gtox. What a great invention, Gwyneth. All. Better have it twice a day. Freaky. Uh, I just want her to be safe. And I yeah, I just don't know that she needs to put all her eggs in this wool coal basket.
2: No, I don't think she does. I don't think she does either.
1: But we'll be, you know, we'll be praying for her and hope her her inflammation goes down, which I'm sure it will.
2: Yeah, I'm always praying for Gwyneth's inflammation to go down, of course.
1: Oh, of course, of course, of course.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, okay, what would you try?
2: Very creepy. I don't like it at all. No. I would try the COVID care package so this was like a dystopian nightmare product I'm not going to pretend that it wasn't it was in this article food and home zoom meeting towels I don't just whatever a bunch of bullshit that they like you know one of these things like a list of all the shit that they like yeah and one of them was like a COVID care package which is fucked up I guess um oh wait is this a hang on one second Honestly, I didn't really read what this is. Is this a donation? Of all there is to be frustrated about with COVID-19 crisis, the lack of support for Los Angeles most in need. COVID positive residents is among the most baffling. Oh, so this is a thing where you can donate to it. Okay, that's even better. So you're you're
1: donating to someone who has COVID?
2: Yeah. So like you, they're putting together like kids. So like people with... um, COVID, it's like care packages for people with covid that's
1: actually a good idea that's cute
2: i th- at first i thought you had to pay for it where i was like this is fucked up but i think it's a good idea but now that i realize that it's not that it's like for it's like a you can give to it i like it even more i'm like oh that makes it not creepy and just good
1: um Yeah. And do they have, it's like an organization you can donate money to and they, they will send stuff out to, uh,
2: you can just like donate resources to it, which is even better. Like you don't have to like give them money, which I'm always sort of like suspicious when people are like raising money and they're like, we'll put it together, but you can just like go and buy. They have like an Amazon wish list. You can go and like, and it just has like, hand soap, like, one of those um, oximeter things. Okay. Like, a thermometer, a Ricola, like, just, like, stuff people want or need if they have COVID. Regeneron? Re- then, no, you can't get Regeneron on Amazon just yet. Did
1: anyone ever get Regeneron besides the ex-president? Like Regeneron
2: I- apparently was actually really good, and just, like, nobody wanted it because Trump was so toxic. Oh.
1: Um, That sounds good. Go donate i mean it's better yeah it's better than just like giving money i guess on like Venmo. i don't know
2: well i mean i guess if you're giving money directly to people it's like i'm it's just like when you give money to organizations i feel like you have to do a lot of research to make sure that they're not just like money off the top to pay their own staff which is usually what's happening i mean they always have to pay the people who work there but it's like how ethical is this but if you can't give money like directly to people in need you can just like give like a pro- you give the money to jeff bezos but they give the products to people in need so that's like another way to help Great. which is good yeah
1: everyone's lining their pockets bezos gwyneth and big big covid yeah uh what would I, okay so this to be honest th- this is from the Will Cole article
2: oh my god but Ryan. i do
1: i just never really tried or cooked with coconut aminos <laughs> at all and this mm-hmm. is something that I've you know people talk about all the time i've seen it in you know whole foods i don't really know what it's like salty let me
2: demystify it for you it's like a shittier soy sauce so it tastes salty it's like it's like a soy sauce replacement it
1: doesn't taste like coconut
2: no it tastes like soy
1: sauce it tastes like salt okay and you use it because you don't want to have soy. Is like that's the deal. Because
2: you can't have soy because you're like on the whole thirty or low fodmap or whatever diet Got that it. doesn't allow you to have. Soy.
1: But doesn't it's not as good as soy sauce?
2: I don't think it's as good as soy sauce. All right.
1: Well, thank you for clearing that up. I don't need to get some now.
2: You're welcome. <laughs> I actually think I have some. I mean, it's not. It's just yeah. It's just like another. It's like a soy yeah. sauce. I, I
1: love right just regular old kikkoman
2: yeah me too and um wait or tamari Tamari,
1: tamari's good um tamari's like a little nuttier a little less salty sort of depends what i'm eating i don't know if i'm having like fried rice i just like the the saltiest shit imaginable
2: yeah me too but i guess if i'm having like
1: sushi i want the the more subtle
2: see when i have sushi i feel like i always use soy sauce because i'm usually eating that like I never, like, make that at home.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you just do the packets. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: All
1: right. What would would you buy?
2: I would buy the $1,000 Celine jeans because I feel like I wish I could buy those. And if I could, I probably would. Ooh, la, la. Ooh, la, fucking, la. You know, when I was a kid,
1: I thought Celine was Celine Dion's fashion brand. I didn't realize that it didn't have anything to do with Celine Dion.
2: You did? Wait, that's like so cute, but I don't, I can't believe you knew. I don't think I knew what Celine was until I was like in
1: college. I, I think I probably was just reading some magazine and saw an ad that said Celine. And I just assumed it was like, a Celine Dion has a fashion line.
2: I mean, I feel like she would have a fashion line called Celine, but she didn't. And
1: now she can't. She,
2: why not? Oh, because there's Cause already there's one. Well, she could just do it. I feel like she would still just be like, hmm. I'm Selene. <laughs>
1: she yeah, she needs to uh trademark her name. Like um when Kylie Jenner was getting famous, Kylie Minogue tried to trademark the name Kylie. Didn't work out for her. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that seems like something that um Kylie Jenner would have done, not Kylie Minogue.
1: Oh, ma- you know what? Maybe I have it wrong. Maybe I have it reversed. Guys, DM me tell me if I'm right or wrong because I don't want to look it up. One of one of the Kylie's tried to trademark the name. It, it, it sounds right, but that it's,
2: it was Kylie Jenner now that I'm thinking it about just it like a Kris Jenner move. um yeah I don't know why I feel like these jeans are just like really cool and nice and I just like jeans are I've just like I've reached the age where jeans are just like a major source of stress and like a huge problem for me in my life and really make me depressed <laughs> and confused yeah about my body my place in the world just like everything and I feel like the only remedy is to just have really really expensive designer jeans (laughs) I
1: haven't put on a pair of jeans in probably a year
2: I mean I have and and also it's like you can't wear skinny jeans anymore
1: I think the the more sort of insecure you are about your body the cheaper the jeans you should buy are like, everyone, everyone can fit into, like, a pair of old navy jeans.
2: Well, everyone can fit into anything if you get it in the right size. But I feel like the more insecure you are about your body, like, the nicer you should dress. Because, like, my, that's called painting the peacock. Sure. And that's not a bad move.
1: Um, no, you're probably right. I, ugh, I, Sweatpants are just so comfortable. And yeah. I guess I can't wear them every day for the rest of my life, but I will try. And I also think, sorry, but like I think guys can look sexy in sweatpants in a way that women probably can't.
2: I think that's, um, I don't think guys, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I've never, I feel like everybody can look relatively hot wearing like athleisure if they have a good body anyway. I don't think it's like, a person who isn't, but I feel like everybody should have like nice pants that aren't sweatpants.
1: No, you're, you're, you're probably right. Uh, um, I will, I will put on a pair like, of jeans one day again, probably not Celine thousand dollar jeans.
2: Why do you think that men look good in sweatpants and women don't?
1: I don't know. It's just a biological thing.
2: But like, what, what are you seeing that you're liking in men and not in women? A dick. So it's just a sexual thing. It's not like an aesthetic thing. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Well, I I don't know. How, can you separate that?
2: Um. Yeah. I think you can. Yeah. I mean, like, gay men have been dressing women for years. That's true.
1: And you know, some would say not doing a good job. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Um. No, I think I don't know. It's probably a combination of uh my sexual orientation and misogyny i don't know what else to say i think i think women could, can look i think women can look good obviously in like athleisure and like a cute like a this is gonna date me but like a juicy couture sweatsuit <laughs> but i'm just saying like the average like sweatpants that you would buy at i don't know like big five sports or something okay
2: so like the classic like elastic ankle.
1: <laughs> yeah it's like what? a hot guy just coming from the gym or like the boxing ring he's wearing like those sweatpants versus a woman <laughs> in those same sweatpants that's all I'm saying
2: but what does it look so but it's just so it's just because like you think like a hot guy coming from the thing would look like sexy not that you think it's like a good look
1: uh yeah, no. I think fashion and sexual desire are not even unrelated. I think they are almost diametrically opposed. Like, not always, like, because there's guys that can look sexy in, like, a suit or whatever. But, like, on the whole, the, like, dis- more disgusting you are, the more sexy you are.
2: <laughs> okay, so we're getting, so this is more just about, like, your, like, sex, sexual doll. Oh, and not really like an opinion opinion (laughs) probably
1: but guys you agree with me come on every guy listening to this knows the more disgusting you are the more sexy you are it's like first rule of fashion
2: okay got it um okay so wait did you do what you would what i would buy buy,
1: uh some new birkenstocks i need new birkenstocks Mm -hmm. my birkenstocks are like literally disintegrating um I, the strap is falling apart. I think I have like the the cheapo, like non-leather one, like the vegan leather one, which I don't think the glasses long. Yeah, but so I,
2: my problem mm. is I have white ones, which got all oh, yeah. up.
1: Those look pretty, but I know, I know I would not be able to take care of them and make them look good. Yeah. Um. So they have like the regular, the Milano, which I, I need the back strap on mine. If I'm gonna do a lot of walking in them, um, they just fit better. And those ones are ninety nine ninety five, so I might get those. But there's also these Kyoto ones that are like, um, they have like a thick strap in front. They're almost like a combination of a a, a a slipper and a sandal. And they have these like cute camo ones, so I might want to get those. And they're one hundred and
2: forty. Oh yeah, get those.
1: But I know those. I like the look of them, but I know that they're not as useful because I. If I'm actually going on a walk, I won't really be able to wear them. I need the backstrap ones when I'm actually doing my my hardy constitutionals. So I really want both, is what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, well treat yourself. I don't know. They have
1: afterpay, which is dangerous. Everything has afterpay now.
2: Everybody has after pay.
1: Um, but according to my own rule of sexiness, I should get the cheapest ones available and then I'll be hotter. Yeah. So I should just get like those um those like Adidas like shower sandals, you know those ones that are like black and white that are just like made out of plastic
2: that everybody wore in like seventh grade exactly. Yeah, those were the days. Those fucking Adidas shower shoes, those were like the coolest shoes. What was happening?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Um Yeah. I remember I thought I was so cool in seventh grade because I finally got Adidas's and then some bully told me I got the wrong Adidas's and they weren't the cool ones. And then I was like traumatized.
2: Wait. Someone told you that you got the wrong Adidas's and that was bullying. What did they say?
1: Uh, Oh, probably just like you're a stupid faggot with the wrong Adidas's. I don't
2: remember. Oh my God oh my god that's awful i'm sorry <laughs>
1: it happened because <laughs> there were sorry, ones that like were like called bad. like gazelle i forget people that in their or they in their late 30s will maybe remember but there were like ones that were called gazelles and then there were ones that were called something else and i forget which one were, was cool but i got the wrong ones Ugh.
2: oh oh fuck, fuck them um they were both cool i feel like there was ones with a stripe and ones with a big adidas on them and they were both cool fuck that asshole yeah yeah
1: yeah I learned he Uh, turned out to be gay too. So,
2: well, that's why probably. Um, Wow. Yeah, because he was like
1: insulting my shoes. So obviously, I should have known that he was gay as well.
2: The only people who ever comment on your shoes are people who get horny for feet. That's what I believe. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like whenever anyone said anything about my shoes, I immediately am like, "But okay, like you're a pervert."
1: Yeah. Feet are meant to be
2: uh,
1: seen and not heard. I don't know.
2: Shoes. I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like there's a certain breed of man where like whenever you see them as a woman, oh. whenever they'll like comment on your shoes within like 10 minutes.
1: You know who probably does that? Who? Dr. Jen Jason.
2: If, if he exists,
1: I bet he's a real, he's a real shoe. He's a, uh, Dr. Jen put these on. These are yeah. red pumps wild ugh, disgusting
2: let's not think about that anymore
1: um all right well now everyone knows too much about my sweatpant fetish
2: It's not a fetish it's well maybe it is i don't know <laughs>
1: whatever what is a fetish anyway it's just desire it's just love esther perel
2: is that true is that did she say i have no it? idea
1: i don't even know i barely know who that is I just, out too. she was name checked on some show I'm watching. Oh,
2: beautiful.
1: Um,
2: yeah.
1: All right, guys. Really
2: it- well, thanks for listening.
1: Thank you so much for listening. Uh, go to Apple podcasts or wherever you listen, give us a five-star rating or a nice review. It will help people find the show. I guess it does. I don't even know how people find shows anymore. I assume rate reviews help, but it might not be even true. Um, yeah. And then go to Patreon, patreon patreon.com slash goopyourself. We're going to have a new bonus pod. Maybe another Trader Joe's pod we'll do this week. Yeah. That sounds fun. All right, let's do that. Okay. All
2: right. All right.
1: Bye, guys.